You say teenager, I say toddler. Two longtime friends in different seasons of parenting process the past while dealing with the craziness of today. Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody, to You Say Teenager, I Say Toddler. You say teenager, I say toddler, teenager, toddler, teenager, toddler. Before we go any further, I just want to be transparent with the audience and tell you guys that that was about the fourth time that we have introduced our podcast this morning. We've been having some issues, a lot of issues. A lot of issues. And externally. And so it's a lot Emotionally. was put into that intro. So we hope you all are on board with us today. So we're going to do a check-in and then we are actually going to move into part two of our Mel Robbins um, series, part two of her incredible year. And we'll kind of talk through that some more. Mel Robbins, who is our favorite author, speaker, and spirit animal guide for the both of us. Um, yes. Tell us how things are going, Kurt. Well, well. It's, been a, it's been a heavy morning. Heavy morning. Babs is home doing homeschooling again. And um, of course, and um, you know, it really affects how you record a podcast in an apartment in Los Angeles, but we get creative, don't we? Yes. Um, she is in a production and it's actually going to be meeting in person because it's considered a day camp and that mm-hmm. is okay with the guidelines, but she has to get a COVID test and, you know, they're going to be wearing masks, distanced. I'm just glad they can still do this. You know, she's got four different callbacks. It's a show. It's for Heathers. She loves it. It's one of her favorite shows. Four callbacks. Um, I know. So she was, she was overwhelmed about it. And I, I guess, you know, I can kind of see why. But I'm like, you want to do this, right? And I'm paying for this. <laughs> be happy. Be, be happy. Fucking happy. Um, I, I just want to interject for people who don't know anything about theater or acting in general, what it means whenever you get that many callbacks. So you go and you do your general audition, usually. Welcome right? to the candy store. You tell them what roles you're interested in a lot of times, but honestly, they're going to they're gonna look at you and decide what role they think you're best for. So having four callbacks means you have four sets of sides and generally at least four songs, if not more like eight, because sometimes they give you um, clips from, let's say, two or three of the songs that that character sings. And they need to make sure that you have the range, that you have the pipes for that particular character. So that means that she now has to go and meticulously rehearse and prepare for four different characters for the round of callbacks. And she may, that's the problem with acting is you may not get shit. You put in so much time and energy into your auditions and 99% of the time you don't get shit. That's why it's so hard to be an actor. Um, There's a lot of work that goes into things that don't pay off. So that's a big task that she's facing. So I understand her, Mm -hmm. her struggles. Okay. Can she call you? Can she call you later? And you can like talk it through her. If she needs a pep talk, I will give her a pep talk. Absolutely. If she needs somebody to commiserate with her, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. It's like, (laughs) it is ridiculous how much time I spend on auditions. And I don't even audition that often compared to like actual professional, you know, full-time working actors. I just do it on the side a little bit. And it is still, you know, I spend hours getting everything, getting everything recorded and edited and put together. 
and sent, you know, using the directions and the naming conventions that they want and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's fun. I enjoy it. That's what I enjoy doing is acting, but it's a lot of work for something that you know probably won't pay off in any way, shape, or form other than just, you know, the fun you feel whenever you're auditioning. Uh, so, yes, I'm going to turn her over to you. Thank you okay. so much. Um, okay. So I, I will suggest that. But the thing is, she has to get COVID tested, and it had to be by a certain time. We have to have it in by, like, next Thursday. So like, we have to have it in a week. But a lot of places will take two to three days to get the results back. So there's free COVID testing in LA, whether you have symptoms or not. But like, I'm looking for a place and the days are like filling up. And then let's talk about the main thing is there was an oral test and there was a nose test. Babs has high anxiety and she was like, I'm not going to do the nose test, which is kind of evasive. They stick this huge Q-tip up your nose. Leanne, did you have a nose test or did you have a nose swab test or oral test? I did. I've had two nose swab tests. Are they that horrible? No. Is it huge? Because everyone's like, oh, it pokes your brain. It's like excruciating. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. The way that we did it. or So AISD has offered several rounds of free rapid testing after the mm-hmm. holidays. And actually, they have another one coming up that I'm going to go to. Because anytime they offer a free test, whether you have symptoms or not, I'm like, cool, I'll go do it and make sure our family's okay. In mm-hmm. case we're asymptomatic. Uh, so yeah, they hand it to you. You're in the car the whole time. They hand it to you and you're the one that swabs both of your nose, both of your nostrils or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so it was not traumatic in the slightest. And I really tried to be diligent um, to make sure that the, <laughs> the test is so gross, that the test uh. is as accurate as possible. But I suppose if somebody else is administering the test, it probably would have been a little bit more traumatic. But it's it's not that big of a deal. It is, you know, a matter of seconds in order for you to make mm-hmm. sure that you're not sick. So I think it's worth it. So anyway, as you're looking for the free testing sites, you have to book an appointment that's filling up. It doesn't say if it's a swab or oral. So I'm going to have to break it to her. We're going to do a test and you're just going to have to do the nose. It's just it's part of it. LAUSD offers testing. Like I could go to a LAUSD testing site, but it's it's the nose. Okay. So Babs, just you're gonna have to do the nose. I'm sorry, I'm telling you right now, Babs. <laughs> okay. So it's it's fine. It was a, it was a lot like dealing with that before I jumped on here. I still haven't found a testing place, so that's just a lot of fun. And we're gonna get to do that now, like every two weeks. It sounds like. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is now going to be, okay, revisited on a regular basis over the next Mm -hmm. few weeks. I'm really sorry about that. Okay. Well, as for me. um, I didn't ask. (laughs) I love you. Yes. How are you doing? How are you doing? If you guys, if looks could, if like sarcastic looks could kill She's the queen. Oh, shit. Ouch. I'm scared. I can't look at the screen. You should be scared right now. Okay. (laughs) Couple things. I wanted to mention that in AIS... Well, so in Austin, we have reached stage five, which we did over the holiday break, right? Mm -hmm. But we all went back to school as if we weren't in stage five. Um, They were just like, okay, we'll see you all, you know. Brilliant. It was weird because they had warned us we might need to shut down. We might need to, you know, 
push back or do virtual learning only? Like they said, we might need to do that. So everybody was kind of thinking, okay, well, maybe we're all going to stay home and do virtual learning with no option to go into school. That's not what happened. They were like, um, well, everything seems fine. Let's go. And <laughs> like, wait, I could have swore I just thought we were in stage five, but okay. So I took oh, my God. happy butt back up to work. And within a matter of days, then Austin ISD says, hey, um, by the way, if you could keep your kids home, that would be great. Thanks. <laughs> and it was like, what? What's happening? So they're encouraging families. If you can stay home, if that's a possibility for your family, go ahead and stay home. If you can't stay home, you're an essential worker. There's other extenuating circumstances. Maybe your child has special needs and they really need to be with their um, bed teachers and that sort of thing. They're one-on-one representative that helps them throughout the day, whatever. Okay. So those children, you know, any child who wants to come to school is welcome to come to school, but if you can keep them home, keep them home. So that meant that we have hardly anybody and they, I guess they left it up to the campuses to figure out like if every teacher was still going to be required to come in. So on our campus, they're rotating through the teachers and everybody's kind of taking turns coming to campus and being that, that uh, human being in the classroom with the kids that are there. Oh, okay. And then part of the week they get to teach from home. So you're not like wearing a mask while you're teaching the whole damn time and you're in the comfort of your own home, save yourself the commute, all that stuff, all the things, right? So right now- And they wear a mask at home on Zoom if they want? I suppose you could, (laughs) but why would you? I can't even tell you how many times I've wanted to hurl. Like when I'm doing presentations over and over, back to back, over and over, back to back and going and visiting all the ELA classes, there were lots of times where I was like kind of- like getting really dizzy because you're breathing in all your own fumes. Then I would like get up and there was a couple of times where I literally just like bolted outside and ripped off that mask. And was just like, <gasps> I felt like I was like gasping for air. It's. Oh man. So, you know, it's a way to give them some respite, right? Like you can teach from home without a mask on and that sort of thing. Cause if you're at the, if you're in the building, you're supposed to have your mask on. Okay. Which is good. Yes. Are shields enough or no? No. You have, to, you have to have a mask. Okay. So well, some people some are wearing people, both. Okay. Some people I've seen just wear like a shield and I hate to tell you that's not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough. So anyhow, so I have also been able to rotate out and stay at home. Now this is the first week we're doing this, but I got to stay home two days this week and oh. yeah, it was nice. It's, but I will mention this. Remember how I said I was really enjoying working from home. Yes. Getting a lot done. Uh, That was in the summer and early fall. (laughs) You know, Texas is very sunny and all that kind of stuff. There's, you know, sunshine streaming through your windows. I'm noticing a difference. And I notice this every every year. I am reminded by how much I am affected by the season. And by when it starts to get dreary or cold or rainy, like if it goes on for too long, I'm just like, I don't want to live anymore. I just get... (laughs) I get really, really down. And how do people, those of you who live in Seattle or Portland Mm -hmm. or Alaska, whatever these um, places where it like rains a good bulk of the year and it's dreary and dark and stuff, how do y'all get anything done? How? I mean, I'm curious too. They look amazing like to visit, but like, how do you live there? Oh, it was wonderful visiting them in the summertime. We took a little trip a few years back, Um, but no, just. If I feel this way in Texas, when it was like bright and sunny on Christmas Day, 
how do people in these other places get anything done and not like, all you want to do is curl up under a blanket and pretend like the world doesn't exist. So it will be hard if I ever start working from home, which I might have to, because there's like already some like grumblings going around. Like, I think they might be getting rid of the librarians, which is always a possibility with budget cuts at schools. Really? Really? It's always a possibility because we're not okay. in the classroom. And so when they're really faced with tough choices about what, how are we going to make our budget work? Then, the, you know, we are considered somewhat non-essential in the world of education because we don't actually have a classroom of students every single period or six out of eight periods, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I have my library aides and I grade them and I have them every single, but it's not the same number of students that a classroom teacher has. So it's always a possibility. Anyways, enough about that. Uh, And then of course, the inauguration happened yesterday. Oh my God, it's amazing, a miracle. If things refresh, we have adults in charge. I don't have to wake up with anxiety every fucking morning. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised at how emotional I was yesterday. Oh, I woke up Talk and I texted it. you and I texted Larla. Yeah, and I was, I was like, surprised. it's today, yeah. it's today, it's today. I think I remember saying something to the effect of, I'm not going to celebrate until he's out and there's mm-hmm. actually a new president. I think I remember saying that to you on this podcast. You kind of did, yeah. But I was surprised. I'm going to tell everybody, though. I I was surprised to see the text from you, like, celebrating. Maybe that's because I'm just so... You, you were just being so careful not to, but... Um, so yeah. excited. I was... It was the tears all day, the feels, and the... And we watched some of the inauguration <sighs> on the television uh, in the background. And just seeing Kamala Harris... Oh my God. Our first female vice president, our first (sighs) female and woman of color and And a woman of color. And she's just, I love her. I know, you know, everybody has their own. It's a critic people. Yeah. Everybody thinks they can do a better job, but I, I really love Kamala. I I was not a Stan. I will admit that early on in the primaries. I was not, I was not. I wasn't either. But the more I get to know her and the more I hear her viewpoint on the policies, the more I see her and Biden working together. Because those two went hard in the paint for each other at some of the... Yes, hard um, in the paint. uh, At some of the... What are we calling? Those two went hard in the paint at the the primary debate. That's the word I'm looking for. Apparently, that's a hard word. They She came down on him really hard. And he still chose her as his running mate. And they are going to work well together because they choose to, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a vibe. Don't you feel the, yeah. Don't you feel the vibe with these two? I am just so amazed. I mean, I knew I would feel this way, but even more so the, the, the stark, the contrast between four years ago and then yesterday. Yeah. I realize, like, you know how you don't know how much you miss something that until you get it back. Maybe. Yeah. That like, there's an adult in charge. There's a, this person is presidential. He, he appears to really care. He's got a plan. I just feel like daddy's in charge. Like someone is actually not like, Oh my God, are we going to get like, become a, become a, a, um, God, my, my brain farts today. Like crazy. Anarchy. What's Monarchy? it called? 
oh yeah, are we going to become a monarchy? Are we going to become, you know, uh, um, are we going to have a supreme leader? What's going to happen? Are the troops going to turn on us? I mean, it just, you know, are my rights going to be taken away? Are my daughters just, and it's nice, I hope, I know this is just day two, but like the, the gasoline won't be poured on the racial flames, but like there will be some, yeah. you know, working to distinguish those flames instead of like, in, you know, stoking the flames. Well, and um, Biden too, like I just, the more I get to know him, the more I appreciate him as a person. And yesterday, I'm, I've probably heard it before and I just didn't internalize it. So I knew he'd lost his son. Uh-huh. That's huge for anybody to cope with that kind of loss. And I guess I knew he was in the armed services right? Uh When he was younger, but I didn't realize that he'd lost a wife and baby. Oh, okay. I, I, for whatever reason had not anyways, learning that helped me because, you know, there's a lot of rhetoric in politics, but it, it Uh helped me be like, okay, he means it when he says, I understand the despair and the loss Uh that you're feeling right now. Maybe I didn't lose my family members the same way, but I understand how hard it is to lose a family member to COVID. And I really want to try and make this right and and get us all through the pandemic as best as I can. That's another, I think that's maybe the biggest thing for me because the way the pandemic was handled, it was just, it was handled horribly by our past administration. And there was like really no plan. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have a united front we have a leader that acknowledges science, acknowledges the pain, acknowledges that we have to do something. And I feel like we'll have more of a centralized plan now Yeah, because it was kind of just left up to the States. And like I said, we were talking earlier, I live in California and I have friends and people, well, people I know in Texas who were like living a different life. And it's like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like it's, it'd be good to have a united front. It was just such a fresh breath of air. It's just fresh yeah. um, hope. I had the feeling when Obama took over, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me, it's reminiscent of that. Right. The hope. Right. Um, the hope. And plus the Senate and, you know, the Senate and the House are, you know, in our, you know, our party's favor, you know, not hugely in that amount, hugely, um, <laughs> not overwhelmingly, but yeah, I, I feel like we can get some stuff done, but you know, we're going to have to heal. And I hope that this translates. It's not, we can't keep... We have to look at the opposing side and see how they're feeling, really relate to how they're feeling as well. To come, We have to find common ground with each other. We right. all have to be willing. It's going to be hard. That's why I'm trying to really kind of be like, I don't agree with you, but I can see why you're feeling this way or you yeah. feel threatened or your beliefs feel threatened. Right. Even though I think you're completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I understand. And actually, folks, we were talking about this before we got <laughs> on and started recording. Um, and we had a nice laugh about it. Did you want to expand on? on? <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, our peeps. Listen, you'll be proud of me. Um, you know, I live in a liberal bubble. And it's easy to like, just keep living in that bubble. But I limit who I look at on Facebook now or Instagram. I don't want people to lower my vibration. But you need to understand where they're coming from, too. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to be careful with the Trumplicans. They're in a different category. But I'm talking more about 
you know, conservatives versus the liberals, it's easier to find common ground. But so I thought, okay, I'm going to venture out because I'm seeing all sunshine and rainbows. I'm just curious, who are some of the people that I don't follow anymore? What are they thinking? And I kind of read a few posts and it like, it still shocks me. Like, what re- what world are you guys living in? Are we living in the same country? Did you guys just see the same thing that I saw? I, you know, uh, um, it's no, they didn't. I read some, I read some stuff that stung, but it didn't affect. I didn't, inter- I didn't take it in. I just like, okay, that's how they feel. It's not rational, especially with the Trumplican stuff. Some of that is just not rational. The what, what's gone on these last few weeks. Um, but oh, really, we're talking about in regards to COVID. Like, I've seen family members who are just like hanging out, not immediate. Well, one person. Um, <laughs> just hanging out with friends, taking pictures, you know, hanging out, and I'm like traveling around, and I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute, are we, are we, are we involved in the same pandemic? I mean, my kid can't go to high school. Um, we're locked down, and our numbers are extreme in LA. The hospitals are full. Where are you living? What's going on? <laughs> and and you know what, you guys, Leanne pointed something out. It's really important. She goes, Kurt. You're dealing with a lot of stress right now. This is not the time to go figure out what the Repu- what the Trumplicans are thinking. <laughs> you know, this is probably not the best of times. I commend you on your efforts, but this is not the time to go like find empathy with the Trumplicans. Just stay in your lane right now. <laughs> stay in your bubble. <laughs> That's yes. pretty much what you said, right? Yeah, it was just like you were really upset. And I was like, um, can I just encourage you, you know, with all the stress in your life, maybe now is not the time to try and um to really suss out and understand people with different worldviews. Why don't you just save that until your daughter goes to school again or something? And oh. you guys aren't like stuck yeah. in the same house anymore and and, you know, yeah. maybe after you get vaccinated and you're not so scared to, like, go to a restaurant or whatever, you know, like, maybe now's not the time for you to try to expand your worldview as as commendable as it is. Um, because that requires Thank a you. lot of work and energy and humility and exhaustion, everything above. So um, let's just save that. We're going to table it. I, I'm really proud of you, though. Like for you to go and see what are they thinking Thank and you. To even be thinking, you know, they're scared too. Everybody's yeah. scared for different reasons. Everybody believes that their rights are being threatened. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's really good that you are branching out and trying to see the other side. That's mm-hmm. good. But um, let's I've turned, I feel like I've turned, yeah, I've turned a corner. I get how we're going to need to heal and what we need to do, but yeah, not today. <laughs> I'm going to stick in my butt, stay in my bubble today. <laughs> my butt is what it sounded like you were about to say. Um, I'm going to stick oh, it in I'm my butt s- and just save it for later. <laughs> that's, le- that's going out. Um, I'm I'm going to edit that out, especially because you're coming. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I did see a couple of posts that I was like, that's food for thought. Um, okay. You know, where they were like, right now, these are all the things, you know, good stuff about America. Let's revisit this in a year or two and see where those numbers are. Uh, okay. So I thought that was really interesting. I mean, the economy was good. 
for very strange reasons, but the economy was good. Before COVID. Before COVID. Um, The weird thing is, it's always weird to me whenever an administration takes credit for something that's like been in the works for like a couple Well, that's what I was going to say about the, about the economy being good. It's like your predecessors sets up certain things and that take years to manifest at some point. Yeah. So you got to be careful with claims and stuff too. Like it had a lot to do with Obama as well. No, I get that. I get that. But there are other things at play. I don't know. Oh my God. Before we move on though, Amanda Groman, Groman or Groman? Oh, Groman. Your LA poet laureate. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Amazing. She, she was powerful. She was beautiful. She was hope and strength. I mean, she really gets it. I can't believe somebody that young, you know? Wow. She's incredible. And uh, can we also just and that talk yellow, about how that much... yellow outfit? Oh, oh my goodness, that that's was what stunning. I was about to say. Like you know, I don't notice outfits, but some other people yeah. started going like, "Oh my god, Michelle Obama's outfit is fire!" and blah blah blah. So I went back and looked mm-hmm. at a couple of the like memes and tweets and pictures and stuff that were floating around on social media, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Everyone brought their A game. They really mm-hmm. people looked good. It, you know, I guess because they've been mm-hmm. we've all been trapped inside, and it's like, damn. I haven't been out, you know, out to do anything in like a hundred days. I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear myself a really cute outfit. But no, yeah, and it was, okay. Speaking of, I had to like Google pictures of Trump leaving the white house. It was just so amazing for the last time. Um, they've, I don't know if you've kept up with this, but they say that Melania, she communicated stuff through fashion. She tried to, she sent messages through fashion. Obviously some were very obvious when they went to visit the kids in cages. It was like, you know, I don't care. Do you, she was wearing that Zara jacket. I really don't care. Jacket painted on the back. Do you remember? I I think I remember this. Yeah. I said, I really don't care. Do you, it was like top news. Where were you? Um, anyway, (laughs) just based on like what designers she picks and things, you can go back and read about it. It's pretty interesting. Like she sets a, a message with, she sets a message with designers. She wore a, what was it? Gucci, like this, like Jackie O looking like black thing, which looked, looked good. And I know this is like, not what also blows my mind, her purse. And I'm going to, I'm going to get my gay card revoked. I always say this name wrong. Hermes, not Hermes. It looks like Hermes, but it's a Hermes. 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 I always say it wrong. Hermes. Her bag was a $70,000 Hermes purse that she was walking out of the white house with. To me, I'm sorry. Even if you have it, that is ridiculous. How many people can that feed? Help. That is, that is, a, oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I have nice stuff, but I feel like you got to put limits. $70,000 on a purse. Yeah. That's hard for us to fathom, us late. And he's in debt. Well, I'm going to be honest. Apparently it is for him too. He's in major debt in those foreign nations. A lot of money. Put that 70000 towards that debt. Jeez. Seriously. That's what s- some people make in a year on a yeah. bag. Yeah. I don't know. I, I am, I'm all about like, sometimes you got to treat yourself. Like I'm cool. Okay. Your high heels cost, you know, $7,000. Okay. Once in a oh, while. Heaven. But like, oh yeah. She was wearing La Bouton. La Bouton. Louis Vuitton. No, no. Okay. La Bouton. It's a B-O-U. La Bouton. La Bouton, I think. Okay. Heel. Anyway, her outfit was like, 
something like that. But um, anyway, it was nice to see them go. But she and then she got off the plane in Florida wearing a caftan, caftan, um, a Gucci caftan. Like she changed on the plane. But um, it was just so cool to see them leave. It was an amazing image. I just have to share that. Well, so, and I'll say, I'll give grace. Mm-hmm. He gave, you know, a semi nice speech. Really? Giving. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> you know, and he, he wished the new administration luck and that they were, he did say, you know, like, uh, they can do a lot of amazing things. He did kind of take credit, like, because they're coming <laughs> into a good foundation, but, oh, you know, God. they can do a lot of, and it was like, okay. But, you know, he, he said some some okay things, and we finally kind of sort of, but not really, got the concession speech that we deserved. But That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, no, we shouldn't sort, yeah, if we have to question if it's a concession speech, it's not. But I will say that he, you know how the pre- on- outgoing president leaves a handwritten letter to the incoming president, and he did leave one to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden said it was actually gracious and or he just said it was generous people were asking him and he said once he speaks to trump he will probably share it but i guess he wants to speak to trump first so i don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon but um i'm curious what's in that letter oh it was so funny too they brought this up because they said that the trumps weren't believers in covid or their practices weren't safe so they had to do once they left at 8 a.m the crews had to come in for like a deep cleaning like a sanitation, like deep cleaning of the place. And then it's so cool. I'm all into like what goes on behind the background. Yeah. Like, you know, they leave at eight and then here comes the crews to sanitize and they're like toothpaste is being put in their toothbrush in the right place, their shampoo, their clothes. All this is like scrambling around because that night when they come home, it's in place. It's just amazing to me. Well, because the they're about to have don't the longest credit. day of their life. And so it's like, you just need to yeah. be ready to be settled, get a good night's sleep and be ready to go. Mm-hmm. They um, know where your PJs are. You know, one interesting <laughs> behind the scenes thing that I d- hadn't thought about that or hadn't thought about that came up as part of the commentary um, when they were driving to the cemetery, the commentator said something to the effect of, if you notice on the car the license plate said 46 for the 46th Uh president but they had to scramble and make the 47th as well all of that signage just in case pence had to become the 46th president for the remaining couple of weeks after everything happened (gasps) scramble and go get all of that all that stuff ready and in place in case that happened that's chilling i got chills Really? I didn't think it was that. Oh, I just thought it was interesting. An interesting well, no, factoid. it's just because we don't, well, we were kind of hanging on the thread thinking, is he going to finish? You know, we right. were just kind of, I will, even though I, I don't really like Pence and what he believes in, especially because it affects me personally. Um, I do want to give him credit for, and also it's for his, I'm sure he wants to run again. So he had to do this, mm, you know, God. he wants to run for president. Please, no. But he he did go to the inauguration versus Trump's send-off. Um, okay. And he did, they were able to have some sort of ceremony. I, I did find it very powerful when Kamala, her husband, walked, you know, Biden and his wife down to the limo. Because we normally see that with the president. But Trump didn't give people that. It's symbolic. It's the changing of the guard. I think it's very important. Yeah. Sometimes tradition is very important to, to right. see. And that was, and they they actually had laughs and they were talking. And Kamala put her hand on her heart 
And when she was talking to him, to me, it looked like she was saying, like, thank you for showing up. And, you know, and also he did stand up the last few weeks and did his job as VP for certifying the election. That's when the cut, you know, yeah. Um, But anyway. Yeah, no. So all of that was really good. It was a nice day yesterday with all the good feels. And I guess I can't think of much of anything else we need to tackle. um, So we can jump into our Mel Robbins stuff. Mel Robbins. Mel oh, Robbins. Yum. No? All right. Is that what you were doing? Red Robin. Yum. I don't know what you're singing. Are you serious? Are you... you know the nope. Red Robin restaurants. Yes, I know there was a theme song. Red Robin. Yum. My choir teacher friend uses that as a, she'll go, there's a couple things that she uses to get her her students' attention. And one of them is that she'll, she'll sing red robin and all the kids come back together and sing in response or she does we are oh. farmers dum dum exactly and well not exactly but it always gets people to <laughs> to come back with her and give her their attention i always thought that was super clever um shout out to choir teacher so anyways choir teacher in the house yes mel robbins mel robbins video lesson number 2 is so let's do, can, you, can you do a quick little, a, a very quick little recap in case someone's just listening and they didn't listen to the part ones, so they know what we're talking about and yes. let them know how they can find this info. Cause I don't have my packet with me. Okay. I have my notes. So Mel Robbins is a speaker an author of the five second rule amongst other books. And she helps people live a better life, a, a better, more productive, more abundant life, I guess you could say. And this is the third year that she has done like a a new year workshop lesson type thing completely for free, whoever wants to take it. So if you want to go check out this beginning of 2021 lesson, it's a four-part lesson to help you get in the right mind space and, and tackle the year. You're going to go to melrobbins.com forward slash incredible year. And the lessons are at your own pace. You are not behind. Um, This is something you can do at any point in the year or any point in the next five years. After I'm done with this, I'm probably going to go revisit um, Mindset Reset. Because the first time she did this, she did Mindset Reset. And then last year, she did Best Decade Ever. So you can go and visit those those, um, lessons slash programs. Is that what you would call it? Program? Um, After you're done with Incredible Year. Or training. Or training. Yeah. But hey, I want to say, guys, I want to point something out. Some of you listening may have been like, oh, my God, it's the 21st and oh, my month is shot or I didn't start the year out. I just want you guys to please just stop what you're doing. And I want you to take a deep breath and know that today is a new day. It's okay if you didn't start. It's okay if you haven't stuck to your New Year's goals or resolutions. New Year's can be every day is a new year. And like Mel Robbins said, like Leanne and I, we're just on the second module. We're going to walk through, we want to do the four modules with you guys and share our process and our journey because we're all about growth as parents, obviously, as people. And you could do this in July if you wanted to. It's at your own pace. It's so cool. So I want you to know that you're okay wherever you're at today. Today's this moment is a new day, this very moment. You know, I was in a workshop one time. And someone was commenting how, like, on the news, they saw, like, oh, you know, all these people abandoned their New Year's resolutions by January, whatever the heck. 
like three weeks in and she she was just kind of going I'm just getting started. What are they talking about? Like you Mm -hmm. can't have abandoned your goals three weeks in. You're just getting started. So whatever it is, you started off really great that first week that you're already kind of waning on. No, you're not waning. You're just getting started and there is no overnight change or whatever. So at least that's what I tell myself to feel better about things. Yeah. As as long as you're doing something and no matter how small it is, no matter how incremental and speaking of incremental, yes, this lesson was on goals versus dreams. Yes. And, um, it's, it was really interesting to hear this again. Do you want to take over or do you want, what do you want to do? Sure. Um, so the first lesson is all about reflecting on the previous year, like how you got to where you are now. And the second lesson is on dreams versus goals. So dreams, And it's not what you think it's going to be. I was kind of surprised. Dreams, Mm -hmm. she says, are really big. Your dreams should be made public. Your dreams should never have Mm -hmm. a timeline or an expiration date. And they should be, quote unquote, easy. And then she Mm -hmm. was comparing that to goals. Now, goals are kind of more the things that are going to get your, your, make your dreams reality. Goals need to be made small. They need to be kept private. They need to have time and space, or I'm sorry, yeah, time, space, measurement. You need to be able to measure, they need to be measurable, okay? It's a better way of saying that. And they should be hard. It's hard to accomplish these Mm -hmm. goals because they are habitual, they're actionable, they're reachable, and they're the kind of thing that it's like, I don't feel like doing it. Well, you do it anyways, because it's the goal that you set for the day. You do it anyways, even if you don't feel like it. Whereas dreams are, they're energized, they're aspirational, they're spacious, and they're yours. They're completely yours. Nobody gets to take them away from you. Does that sound yes. right? Totally. Yeah. I'm reading it as my notes say exactly. Okay. Um, I like how she broke it down because, you know, so many of us can have dreams, but then when it gets down to a lot, almost all of us have dreams of some, everyone has a dream. So let's say that. But the struggle for me has always been breaking down the goal to get there. Right. And that's the hard part and not right. the fun part. And then she went over five different five different parts of our life, and we distinguished between the goals versus the dream. So I right. thought, if you're on board, Leanne, we'll just quickly go through each one really quick and kind of just do a quick overview for us, ourselves. Yes. Do you want to do that? Yes. So there were five Please. areas she wanted you to journal about. And there's like a little handout that goes with it that you can download completely for free and print out the PDF. So there was health, work, money, love, and relationships. And then your self-worth and mental illness, mental illness, mental, (laughs) that was a bit of a Freudian slip from 2020. Oh, honey. Um, Self-help and mental wellness. Uh, Those are the five areas that she wants you to just kind of pontificate on. So the first one is health. Go ahead. No, you want to share? Well, I really like what she said as an example is exactly what I thought too about health. So for she gave her an example from her own life where, for instance, her dream is to be like the fittest that she can be at every age. She said she has like a a much older mother-in-law. I don't know. Her mother-in-law is like in her 80s or 90s or something. I thought she was talking about her mother-in-law. doesn't matter. But she's such an example. Like she's, you know, she exercises every day. She's always kind of on the go and living life to the fullest. And it's because she takes care of herself and takes care of her health and can really be there, be present in life and be present for her family. So that's kind of my dream as well, to be my fittest at every age so that I can keep up with my son and my husband 
I want to be able to climb mountains when I'm in my 90s. Um, and I still want to attempt. See, I'm already like downplaying my dreams. <laughs> I want to try and look toned and fit in a two-piece. Mm. I'm not too you old for that girl. yet. No, you're not at all. We okay. all know. You're only 48. 40, you're 42, yes. yes. <laughs> no, I'm 41, right. but you you're continue 41. to age oh, me. Shit. That's fine. I'm sorry. Dear God, oh, forgive me. Okay, so that was your dream. Mm -hmm. What's the goal with the health? Now, you're not supposed to share these, right? But we're going to share them anyways. <gasps> oh. Remember, she said your goal is right. private. But I get, are we okay, sharing we them? Know. Or I at mean, least maybe, maybe a couple of them? Or maybe we should just set it, because she shared. So maybe we should do it to help our listeners. Right. So there are a few okay. things that would need to happen in order for me to be my healthiest and my fittest at every age. Yeah. Because to make it clear, all that sounds amazing. I mean, I love your dream. Right. I, I want you to have it, but there are hard are you daily have, things yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to have to do? It's to like, get? sounds great. <laughs> now what's the suck at you that happens behind the scenes? Um, this one is something I will probably struggle with for the rest of my life. And that is to eat when I'm hungry, stock when I'm satisfied. To eat only when I'm hungry is difficult for me because food is my thing that I comfort myself with yeah. to a certain extent. Um, to move every day, of course, drink lots of water. Moving every day and drinking lots of water, even though they're not easy, they're easier for me than the whole eat when you're hungry, stop when you're satisfied. Um, of course, lots of veggies and Whole30 foods, even when you're not in the mood for them. And strength training two to three times a week is going to be really important if you're going to be the kind of person that, you know, can climb a mountain in their nineties. Mm -hmm. And then I said, you need to chill out on alcohol, like in general in life, if you want to be your fittest at every age, then alcohol really can't be a big part of the equation. I would think, but I'm not a health expert. I no, I agree. And that we're going to do a whole thing about that podcast about alcohol at some point. Anyway, continue. No, cool. What Thank you, you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Go ahead. Um, so for my health dreams, I, I agree. Mine were similar to Mel's. My dream is to be energized, vibrant, joyful, toned, and in good shape. You know, um, men typically my age don't look their best or kind of like, uh, we kind of, I don't know. I see a lot of guys just kind of let themselves go and I don't want to be like that. Mm. I want to be really, the you know, I want to be. The dad bod. That's what I was looking for. I don't want a dad bod. Um, I want the I want the energy and the mental clarity to pursue my business and my creative goals. Mm -hmm. So I need good health to be able to do these goals that Leanne and I and our other creative stuff and my business stuff. So that sounds great, but how am I going to get there? Um, through my business, I have a 30-day program and I do that at least three times a year. I want to make sure I stay with that. When I'm not on the 30 day, I want to do like an 80-20 lifestyle, meaning 80% of the time eat clean, not like half the week, only half the week. I want to, I want to, it can, it's easy to go back to that for me. I agree with you, Leanne. Food can be my comfort. Right. I have a friend that said food is the final frontier. And I really believe mm. that. Um, yep. you know, it's such a socially um, acceptable vice. Oh my God. And for reward system, I love right now I'm in the middle, I'm on day 17 in my 30 day program and I can't deal with my emotions or celebrate with food or alcohol. Right. So that's been eye opening. Believe me during the, it crossed my mind yesterday. Oh, I want some champagne for inauguration. I'm like, okay, why do you need champagne to celebrate? What is that going to do for you? Right. But break your, break your thing. No. Um, I need to avoid the six inflammatory items. Most mm -hmm. of the, most of the time Good. I can have them once in a while. 
but gluten, dairy, soy, coffee, alcohol, refined sugar. Like have them once a week, ultimately. Okay. One to two, let's be real, but it's recommended once a week, maybe one one to two times. And, you know, daily, uh, you know, weekly in some form, you know, hike, yoga. I've gotten into a really good meditation practice um, pretty much during COVID. So meditate and, um, but all but create a sustainable fitness program. Like I, I want this to be sustainable, the hiking, the yoga, the, the strength training. I got to come up with something because I'll go in waves. Like I'm like, oh, I've got a trainer. I'm working out. And then like a year will go by like, oh, I wasn't working out. <laughs> I want to create something that's sustainable. Right. Right. For me. Yeah. My challenge isn't the diet. Like I get, I have that down. Mm-hmm. My challenge is the working out. Interesting. I see these hot men with these hot bodies and like, I want to feel that way. I want to feel, I want to be able to walk around with my shirt off no matter where I am and feel comfortable. Right. Not to show off, but just like own it. Like this is me. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, so the next realm is work, dream versus goals. You got to work. You got to work, work it. And it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, how does that go? Britney Spears, isn't it? You got to work, bitch. Oh, no. I you thought I work. was thinking of Missy Elliott. Oh, can okay. you work? Two different this? things going on. Okay. Oh, is it I worth put my it? Thing down, Let it work it. it. That yeah. was during our time in LA. It is was. it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. And the show nigga nigga down here. Okay. If anyone that's listening to this podcast can come up with, do you know what she's saying? Apparently, it's reversed. Right. It's sure nigga nigga about him. Or whatever she's saying. <laughs> 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 I don't know why oh. your um audio is starting to or your internet connection is starting to um maybe just hold still or something. Okay, continuing. So work. This is what I said for my dream. I feel like I had a little bit of trouble with this. I so here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Why are you flipping me off, jackass? <laughs> <laughs> Because your little your little subtle digs about holding still. Yes, we're I'm not sorry, in a your internet's cutting out a lot. I was just saying maybe if you hold still, it won't cut out as much. I'm trying to have the best quality podcast possible. Okay. Continue. Yes, I agree. Come a hundred percent. I love you. So work, dream versus goals. Work is always really hard for me because I'm a Gemini <laughs> and because I love to do seven million things. And so there's this, you know, the other day, my coworker was like, are y'all still thinking about, because I told her we were discussing possibly moving to Atlanta, where there's more acting and performance. This was before the pandemic, too. There's more, there's more availability. There's more opportunity, right? Maybe not quite the same as L.A., but maybe not as cutthroat as L.A. I don't know. We were just thinking about it, trying it out. Cost of living's cost of living's probably better than Austin, I well, would assume. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think they might be on par with each other, but I'd have mm-hmm. to look. So, uh, but there's a lot of television studios. There is a, a decent amount of casting that goes on in Atlanta. It's a good, it's a good transition place, I would think, for people who want to be in that business. So I was researching that and she was like, are y'all still thinking about that? And I was like, the thing is, it's like, it's so hard for me. And I know it's really confusing and hard on my husband too, because there's this half of me that really would love to do that and just go for it. And there's this other half of me that is really happy with what my life is. And that's the Gemini in me, liking the security, 
that wants to provide a secure upbringing for my son, a stable place where he, this is home. Uh Um, there's, you know, the part of me that loves the, the security of being able to pay my bills and stuff, which is why I didn't do, try to do acting full time. I was just never, um, I didn't have the wherewithal that you have to have to to live such an unstable life to be available for any opportunity that comes around. It's a really, really tough life to live. So anyways, this is always really hard. How did I get down this rabbit hole? I can see myself doing so many different things and being really happy with all of them. So narrowing down my work life has always been hard. Uh Having said that, this is what I wrote down for my dream to have a Uh flexible schedule that allows for artistry and lots of fun hobbies that fill me up. That's my thing. I want to be filled up with all these, all the little extra things that I like to do. It makes me feel productive and like I'm living, really living. So the hard goals to reach that, I was scared to even write this down. Okay. I'm proud of you. I'm assuming I would have to leave my current job at some point Uh to have that flexibility of schedule. There's a lot of wonderful things about my job, but flexibility of schedule is not necessarily one of them when it comes to being an educator. And then I guess I also said the other hard goal would be to follow through on the actionable steps that I create for artistic projects that I'm pursuing. Because I have, you know, my thing is I'll have an idea, I'll put together the idea, I'll make the project, and I won't promote it. I guess that's more of my hard goal, to promote to create an audience and promote the artistic things that you're doing. Because a lot of times the process and the project is enough for me. I don't really care a lot of times who sees it. And that's not necessarily good because then you're kind of doing it in vain and you're not getting your voice out. I'm just not good at the promotion part. I never have been. I never have been. So maybe that's the hardest. That's so interesting. The promotion is my favorite part, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So anyways, I guess that's, that was me. How about you work? So work, I want to expand what I'm doing for a living. Cause I'm, I'm working on that balance of having the freedom. What I do is independent and it, the goal is to create the time to go do the creative stuff like this. So I'm, I'm really in that direction. I just have to expand it mm-hmm. to be sustainable. So I want to reach like the top level in my, the top earning level in the business that I do. Um, that's, that's the ultimate goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want our podcast to be thriving and mm-hmm. that this is a big source of income for us both, mm-hmm. uh, creating even more value for people and income. And I have a one person show that I've started writing this week with the writing partner, um, a, a one man show. And, but I have a friend who used to be a screenwriter and she believes in this project that I, she believes in the mission, the message. So we're going to write it together. Which you're going to be hearing from her shortly anyway, our listeners. Um, mm, so that's true. It, it really is similar to like, like you. Like I want a good work creative balance. Okay. And I want to avoid ever having to go back to a, to a job. To a nine to five. That's yeah. That's like the thing. So what are the nine goals? Nine to five. Yeah. To make that um, The hard goals. The goals. The hard goals are like in my business, there's a thing we call a daily method of success sheet. And if we just complete this sheet daily, we will grow and accomplish our goals. So I, I need to do that daily. Yeah. But sheet doesn't take a long time, but yeah. I just need to make sure I consistently do it. Consistently work on my personal growth, no matter what. You know, read some, fill my brain every day with personal growth. Um, 
So for the podcast, like this goes into our production meeting, like have a consistent recording schedule, marketing schedule. Uh, mm -hmm. We're looking for sponsors and people to help us get our message out there even broader, <laughs> as you could say. And with the writing, I set a goal. Our first writing date with my friend is tomorrow morning. So we have to consistently set a time to write because this idea has been in my head for years, you guys. It just yeah. hasn't come to paper. I've been putting it off. So it's really, yeah, it's really an overall theme with my work goals or consistency and having to actual schedule it in because I'm a, I can be an airy fairy like it's so weird. My brain is like, I have a business side and then I have a creative side and that intersection, but I have to be in that intersection of the two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the next category that she tackles is money, which is always a scary one for me with the way that, <laughs> with the way that I grew up. Uh, uh, money yeah. is so, oh God, just such a weird topic. So dream versus goals. You know what? You're going to start with this one. I've been, I've been the lamb to the slaughter on the first two. You start with your money goals okay. or dreams. Sure. I don't want to have to think or worry about money anymore. Yeah. Since I've lived, I didn't grow up worrying about money. Um, but since I've lived in LA, because I was a starving actor, I, sh I hate that word starving. I wasn't starving actor, but I was, a, you know, financially struggling 20 year old. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's put it in perspective. And then I became a father at a young age, totally financially, you know, unprepared. Well, unprepared in every area, but financially. So I have created some bad money habits. Um, I want to be, I want to make enough to be financially solvent. Okay. To where if I, to where I can just, I can live the lifestyle that I want. I can like travel or live where I want do what I want. And the money is there. I know this just sounds like, woo. I mean, my career is set up to, to do that. And that's what I'm working on, but like really have that to where if Babs has student loans, I can just, just be like, Hey, I can take care of them. You right. know, even if, because in a year and a half, when she goes to school, if I'm not where I want to be with this, then I can like take care of those then, you know, give that mm -hmm. gift to her. So yeah, I want to be able to just like go eat at a restaurant, go to a grocery store without having to wonder how it's going to affect my budget. Right. I just don't want to have the space for that anymore. Right. I don't want to do that. Right. Freedom is what I want to be able to live where I want, create what I want, be who I am authentically. Right. You know, and it's not about things. It's about experiences. Right. So in order to do this, <laughs> Paying off debt is number one. Mm -hmm. I have incurred debt, living in LA, being a single parent, you know, for, for a while. Um, I don't necessarily follow Dave Ramsey, but some business mentors will bring his stuff up sometimes, which mm -hmm. is interesting. And they say that like, you should have like, I don't know, like a thousand dollars just sitting in your account that you don't touch. Emergency fund. Or something, emergency mm -hmm. fund. So I want to work, I'm working on that now to okay. build the emergency fund. That's okay. the first step because it also fits into the laws of attraction if you know that money's there, it creates a different energy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for emergencies. It just creates a different vibe. I, I know it. When I've had it before, I felt different. Yeah. And I have started with the financial planner this past year. So I have some stuff in the works, but I just, I want to, I need to, I want to increase that, right. you know, put more into that. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. It's obviously going to be more details than that. Right. Um, I, I'm part of my income is passive, which I'm very grateful for. And I've realized once I've had a taste of that, it's like 
that's the kind of life I want to live. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, once you have a taste of it, you're like, okay, I have to increase all of this, but I need, I, that's what I want. Right. So I know what I want. I'm trying to work out the goals still there. Those are just some basic <laughs> bullet points for the goals. <laughs> right. So okay. what do you, what do you think? So my dream is to be ridiculously, stupidly rich and okay. to live next door to um, Lisa Vanderpump or down the Pump street from Kyle Richards. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you know, of course, everybody would love to be rich, but I understand that that brings a lot of other problems with it. So it's not necessarily to be rich, but it's like you said, to not have to worry So she had used an example, and honestly, I'm kind of stealing part of her example in that I want there to be plenty of money to send my child to college if he wants to go or help him start a business if he wants to start a business, Um, basically help my son get started in life, you know, because unfortunately, we live in a different society now. The cost of living has gone up and up and up and wages have not. And this generation, unfortunately, is going to feel the pains of that the most. It was not unheard of for a family to, you know, get out of college. And with one or two years out of college, you had a job, you bought a house, you had a car, your wife didn't have to work. She was a stay-at-home mom. And you did all of this on one salary. And it's just not a possibility anymore. So I want to be sure that I'm able to set my son up for success um, and that he doesn't you know, necessarily have to struggle as much because of what's happening with our economy. Um, It's actually really kind of, it's really scary. I I shouldn't listen to economy podcasts anymore, um, to economics anymore. It's really kind of, it's kind of sad. Bleak. Yeah. Bleak. Thank you. It's kind of bleak right now. It's the future of America. Um, So there's that. I want there to be plenty of money for travel. Plenty of money mm-hmm. to send my grandkids to college or help them with a business venture if they want it. I like that. Um, plenty of money to help my nieces and nephew if they want or need help. Plenty of care when we're older. I don't want my son to have to stop his life and come and take care of his old mom and dad who are like, you know, uh, you know, can't wipe their butts anymore or whatever. Like we have, you know, <laughs> in-home health care or long-term health care or assisted living home, a nice one that we can uh, be happy to live in. Um, I want to have several investment properties. I want to retire guilt-free and I, you know, would like to be able to shop guilt-free. I don't know if that'll ever happen for me so deeply ingrained, but it would be nice to shop guilt-free, like maybe go to Macy's instead of Goodwill. Um, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to, I guess I could, you know, but I, I, I don't. There's a part you're of it that doesn't you're feel frugal. Right. I'm frugal. I don't feel right about it. And it was kind of like you were saying something about, um, I don't know if this was on the air or not. Yes, it was. When you were talking about Melania and her Hermes bag, her $70,000 mm-hmm. Hermes bag. And you're like, do you know how many people that could feed? I feel the same way. I'm like, do you, you know what else you can do with that money? You're not a fashion person anyway. So who cares? Go get those. You know, I have fun mm-hmm. at Goodwill or Savers or what have you. So That'll Uh probably never stop unless I'm just a like stupid rich millionaire. Then I would probably be like, go find me some styles to a stylist or something (laughs) when I'm, when I can act queenly like Victoria. Oh yeah. So the hard goals, I said saying no now with a question mark, because I'm already decently good at saying no to myself. But for me, taking risks with money is really hard investing in, um, in stocks, um, 
investing in real estate would be a risk because you don't know if there's going to be housing crash. It's also going to be really uncomfortable because a lot of big conversations have to happen between myself and my husband and having financial conversations, even whenever they're like neutral, they're not bad. It's not like we're screaming at each other. You shouldn't have spent this money. That's not really ever been a huge problem for us. But even just neutral conversations about finances in general are just fucking exhausting, but they have to happen if we're going to invest. They have to happen. And so uh, also, like, if you're going to invest in real estate, the best way to do it is to, like, move into another house, rent out your old one. And the new house, you're, you know, you're on a lower interest rate because you're, it's your, you know, it's owner occupied um, and that sort of thing. So if you were, like, wanted to have several homes to create that cash flow, that passive income from the rents that come, that takes time and it might could take a lot of moves, which... I feel like moving is actually the devil incarnate. I hate moving. And so that would be really uncomfortable for me. And so I guess that would be under my goals, my hard goals. Okay, that's money. Let's move on to love and relationships because we've already had to talk about money a lot. Again, in total transparency, guys, we're having a lot of issues today. And so we had actually already talked about money um, and we kind of weren't recording as we learned later. So we had to re-record that. I'm very sorry. Yes. It's okay. We we love you guys and we want to give you good content. So like, we have to get this on the air. Okay. Love and relationships. I'm very excited to hear about this from you because I know that this is a big area of opportunity for you. Love and relationships. Oh, I like I like that. A good way to a good area of opportunity. I like to look at it like that. Okay. Um okay. So I am looking for a partner who we bring out the best version of ourselves. Okay. Um someone a guy that is also spiritual, always wanting to grow spiritually, financially, you know, career, personal growth. I'm a student of life, like my email says. Um, that's my email address, student of life. And I want a man that is on the same path, always wanting to, our whole lives, we're going to be students, always wanting to better ourselves. So, and also that fits in well with Babs and I into our family dynamic, because we're like a little family. So it has to be someone that complements our situation. Now, obviously mm-hmm. she's not going to be around all the time, you know, in a few years, uh, probably, but it doesn't matter. Just someone that fits in well to that dynamic. Um, that's personal relationships, but a relationship with Babs, I want to develop a relate. I want to make sure that we have a good a relationship of respect and good communication. Teenagers have been tough. I will leave that right there. So I want to have good, I want to have good communication, love and respect. Mm-hmm. I would like to be friends as she's older. Mm-hmm. I would, I can see us being friends. It feels like we kind of are now in a way, and that can be a problem. Right. So I have to like make sure I keep, I'm aware of that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we get there from here? So I have to put effort into dating. Mm-hmm. So I have two apps. I have a hookup <laughs> app and I have a dating app. And guess which one gets more attention? <laughs> <laughs> um, and not that I'm doing all that in COVID. I'm just saying like, it's just, it's a conversation. It can be a time waster, you know, but Obviously, I have to put effort into dating. Um, and I have started great conversations with guys that want to date me. And I just sabotage it. I just stop talking to them. I just... I know I have my wall up. And it's it's a it's a thick wall. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it as I was saying. <laughs> yes, the wall is thick too. 
Uh, <laughs> you asshole. This is me okay. getting my mind out of the gutter. Okay, continue. I, I like corrupted you. I don't know what. <laughs> um, no, I have my wall up. I have a barrier up, you know? Um, so yes, dating app. That's going to have to happen. So with Babs, I want to continue with our life coaching and like our, you know, therapy and stuff. But I focus on, my goal is to focus on being more of an active listener and conscious of how I talk to her and the energy I get when I talk. If I'm stressed out, that's going to come out. If I'm not conscious of it, it's going to come out and how I relate to what's going on with her. Right. I can push my stuff onto her. Um, Yeah. Make sure I'm not stressed or annoyed. Okay. When I talk to her, Which is now we're all human and parents, right. but got to just to be more conscious of it. Right. So it doesn't happen a lot. I don't know. That's kind of what I got for that one. Yeah. No, that's all good stuff. Yeah. You guys are kind of very Gilmore girls where it's like mm. your friends, which blurs the lines of parent child. Whenever mm-hmm. that relationship is tough, it's, it's really hard. Um, I can imagine, especially cause you're such a tight, you know, close knit unit. Um, and it's just been you and her for so long. Okay. So, um, but I, I'm excited. Like it's hard. Can I just say this? It's hard for me to imagine you in a serious relationship and I'm probably, you know, going to be like all like, oh, I'm losing my friend. Um, when you are, even though I'm like super excited for it because we have all had single Kurt for so long, you and your close friends, like, mm-hmm we could rely on you as a single friend to be there, <laughs> to be there and listen to us. And when you're in a relationship, that's just not the case. Like you don't have the time. You well, how you do, you're in a relationship. And well, we've been time. married for a while. We're sick of each other, but it, when you're in a new, <laughs> I shouldn't say things like that. Um, when you're in a new relationship, it takes up all your time and you have to devote you really have to devote to your relationships. And you and I have been talking more since the pandemic, but think about before that, how hard it was. That's true. Yeah, this is true. It was hard yeah. to get each other on the phone and to catch up and that sort of thing. So yeah. um, anyhow, you can only nurture so much. You only have so many hours in the day. So it is going to be sad because we're going to lose some of you. Uh, but that's just, but I don't want to put that idea in my mind. No, see, I don't want to date someone that that's going to happen. I still want to do my thing. So I need someone that's okay. busy too. I, I, you know what? I said this the wrong way. Okay. Let me rephrase this. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend, uh, we've been friends since college and she is one girlfriend that I have always appreciated that when it came to men or dating, she never once made me feel in the tiniest bit guilty for any time that it took away from her and our friendship. Okay. And so there there have been times where I called her up and be like, oh, I know we were supposed to like go grab drinks, but you know, this this guy's asking me out or this is going on or whatever. And she'd be like, that's fine. If if so and so asked me out, I would drop you like a hot potato. So you go have fun. And she would like create that Mm. kind of energy around it. And so the two of us very early on, were able to come to this understanding that we're not going to take it personally or make it about, you know, Oh, I, I mean less to you than that dude does. We're just going to allow each other to, you know, go on the date or whatever. So I want you to go and date and do all the things and be like, Hey, you know how we were supposed to talk on the phone? Um, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to go have a drink with this dude. You now you can't like shirk your podcast responsibilities, but no, I know oh, we were supposed to record a podcast, but um, I'm going to go get laid. But that's a little bit different. 
that's a little <laughs> bit different. But you know what yeah. I'm saying. So I get um, it. No, I'm it makes excited. sense. I'm excited. They're so sweet. Thank you for being excited. Um, okay, so my love and relationships dream, a close and loving relationship with my husband and my son, of course. Easy relationships that are void of strife with all friends and family. Uh, the hard goals around that, of course, remaining patient with my son. Uh, the energy that I bring makes all the difference as to whether he feels safe coming to me, um, especially as he gets older and needs to tell me things. And I need to create an atmosphere of a fun and loving, not guilt ridden or shame. Oh God. Side note. We were watching um, some documentary about a serial killer in LA Hillside <laughs> no. Murder or whatever. And then okay. that parlayed into us watching this other show about like how the behavioral unit in the FBI got started. We were watching a lot of crime shit yesterday. Okay. And there was this guy, they're interviewing murderers. That's how they're like breaking down the psychology behind why people do these atrocities. And this guy was just talking about how his mom just humiliated him his whole life. And that's why he became a murderer. And that's why he eventually murdered her and humiliated her. her, um, her, Oh my God. Her corpse. He humiliated her corpse. Oh and he, could sp- he was a very intelligent guy, so he could speak very objectively about it. Somebody that had had a lot of psychiatric help. But it was it was just another reminder. It's like the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. And the way you treat your children is exactly how our future is going to turn out. You know, it is a result mm. of how we how we raise our kids up. So my whole point being like to never humiliate him and to be a positive, consistent force in his life. So that means remaining patient with him, which is not my forte. Patience is not my forte. Uh, no guilting him when he grows apart from us and begins to form his own self-identity. Fun times and no lectures when he's old enough to make his own decisions. List, okay, so when it comes to my husband, listening to my husband, no jumping to conclusions, making time for shared activities. Uh, because both of us are very independent people, it's really easy to just be like, okay, peace out. I'm going to go watch my show. You stay here and watch mm. <laughs> Okay, I get that. It's it's really easy to do that. So I have to make a concerted effort for shared activities with my husband and for us to have that quality time together. Shared um, activities, huh? Oh, shut up. Here we go. Your turn to put your mind in the gutter. Okay, so that's love and relationships for me. Mm, okay. <laughs> Self-worth, mental wellness, and happiness. The final category. Let's wrap this baby up. Okay. This is interesting. Um, The mission that I'm on, I'm working on, you know, so I'm work in progress, is to love who I am, love and accept who I am fully, you know, really love who I am in my own skin. Don't apologize for who I am. Don't care what people think. Yeah. That's my overall theme, just to keep learning to love myself, because I feel like in order to love someone else, I have to love myself. Right. You know, and I think there's a lot of work that I've needed to do on myself. There's a lot of stuff that's happened in the last 17, 18 years. And I didn't always have the space to really, gr- I don't know. I felt like I didn't always have the space to work on myself in the middle of all of it. Um, right. But I'm really learning to love and accept who I am. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue on doing that. So for how I continue to do that, I've been kind of lagging in my Al Anon 12 steps. I'm, all, I'm like stuck at step four and um, it's like sitting by my bed and um, I got to schedule it in. I want to do my step four. I want to dig in. You know, I've gotten away. I have certain affirmations that I say no matter what, but I need to redo affirmations. We always need to update them. You know, need to redo af- everything that we're talking about here. Yeah. 
I'm going to do an affirmation about it. Right. Something that's easy, that rolls off the tongue, that I feel good when I say, you know, and make sure I take me time. Like I self-care with me time and I'm plugging. I love what I do and all like my career hats and it's hard just to stop. I guess I am a, a workaholic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually all the social media work that I get to do with my business and with the podcast, it's hard to just stop. I like doing it. Right. It can be like early morning. I'm in front of the TV and I'm on my phone, like doing the thing. It's just great. So the self-care with that, huh. knowing the um, unplugging. That's interesting. Unplugging. But I guess I kind of feel like if it's what you love doing, do you have to unplug from that? It's good to create boundaries, yeah, you know? Okay. okay. It's good to create time when I don't do anything, but everything I do in my life is really social media based with income. (laughs) So I'm already on there, but it can lead to looking at other stuff and kind of go down rabbit holes. But and having a clean and organized home, that's important to me Mm -hmm. for self-care. So these are the areas that I'm gonna work on to get to work on my dreams of self-worth, mental wellness, and happiness. And what do you say about this, Leon? Oh, Leon. The dream of self-worth, mental wellness, and happiness is to believe I am truly worthy of being respected and well-paid. No imposter syndrome. Because I'm realizing I have a lot of imposter syndrome around a lot of things. Okay. Like, what? Nobody's going to pay me to do that. Or like, even right now, I'm like, I don't know. I just always feel like I'm never enough as an employee. Um, Mm -hmm. Or just, yeah. Like, I'm like, well... Other people do okay. it so much better. How come I'm getting paid to do it or whatever? You know, like I just realized that I have oh. a lot of imposter oh, wow. syndrome. Okay. Um, and then a calmness about me at all times, which I've been cultivating for a long time. So the hard goals to get there, affirmations, daily affirmations, like you said, okay. daily meditation to have that, that peace that passes understanding. No guilt for saying no to things. And being present with with little man, really enjoying our time together um, would be, you know, that that ties into the calmness about me, like just being present with him and enjoying our time together. Yeah. Okay. Those affirmations, man, meditation and affirmations, it's like doing that stuff or, you know, prayer. It's so important, but man, we sure do put that on the back burner, make it the last on the list, don't we? Yeah. Like today, the way I got up, I didn't set my alarm. And I mean, I still woke up around the time I wanted to, but I just felt like, oh, I've got to get all this stuff done. So it's like, oh, I don't have time to meditate and pray and do all that. And I feel off. I don't like the days that I don't do it. Right. Yeah. When I get up early and create that way, I feel comfortable taking as much time as I need. Some days I can't take that long. That's fine. But like, I like to feel like I have the start. It's fresh. I'm getting grounded. Mm hmm. I got to filter through the anxiety right, and the self-limiting thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, this took forever and a decade. Y'all will never know (laughs) the shenanigans that have gone on with technology on this recording, but we got through it. We really want you guys to take advantage of this free content. Again, melrobbins.com forward slash incredible year. You can also check out her mindset reset and best decade ever. If you just Google her name, you'll find all, all kinds of stuff and find her on Instagram. Too. And we love you, Mel. And we're yes, have we love the you, show Mel. One of these days, point. Mel's going to want to come She's on our be, show. Yeah, she already does. She just doesn't know it yet. Okay. 
Because <laughs> um, when she hears us, she's like, "Oh my god, I have to, I have like, to partner oh, with these, these people guys. are woke." Let me be. Let me. What do they call it? Let's hitch our wagon. She's going to hitch her wagon to us. Yes, because um, she needs that. She doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Um, so if you, we would love to hear your feedback. And if you guys are doing this too, um, yes. email us at teenager toddler, 2020 at gmail.com. Um, you can get more content from us. If you like, just can't get enough of us and you absolutely love us. You can go on our Patreon page for more content. Um, patreon.com forward slash teenager toddler. I just posted a, a Christmas special up there, uh, Oh, and there's a, there's a couple of other things coming out, um, on the Patreon soon. So, but there's lots of content on there for you guys, uh, some behind the scenes conversations that we are not going to be airing <laughs> on the regular podcast, maybe because they're a little bit too, um, risque and intense. I mean, emotional. Yeah, you got to pay to play, baby. There's some pay to play stuff that you guys will like pay to, so. pay to play. Hope so, and Especially- then. Babs, Babs's version of of everything. It's, it's of everything, worth hearing. Yeah. She and I are going to be talking that. again soon. Um, and then uh, follow us on Instagram at teenager toddler. Anything that I missed? No, follow us for good health and good karma. But yeah, comment if you're enjoying this. Please leave us a comment. Please share. Slide into the DMs. Email us. Whatever Slide you into need the to DMs. Do. Slide Tell on us in. You want to hear more of? All that good stuff. Okay, you guys, thanks for sticking with us while we solved world peace today. We just solved world peace. We really solved world peace today. Yeah, and it it was not easy. So um, thank you for your time. Love you. Love you. Bye.